Welcome to the IBTA podcast. Discussions on policy, practice and research around professional learning. IBTA conversations. Hello everyone, welcome to today's IBTA podcast. I've got with me Dr. Paul Baer. Paul is from USED and he's going to explore with us the USED discussion paper on continued professional development. I'm going to hand over to Paul to explore, uh, to introduce himself and tell us a little bit more about his work at USED. Thanks, Rosanna. Um, yeah, as you say, I've um, taken on the role as chair of the um, USED CPD forum. Um, now that we have a number, obviously a number of different fora within USED on research international, on ITT and so forth. Um, but with continuing professional development, the emphasis in the past has really been on master's courses. Uh, so for teachers who are um, looking beyond their initial education and where they go next, and this is their, a critical part of their professional development and, and deepening their knowledge. Of course, CPD is far broader than that. Lots of short course CPD and the landscape itself is changing as we'll probably go on to discuss. So with so much happening, we felt it was time to think about what is what is it that makes CPD effective? What is it makes it long lasting? Uh, the impacts long lasting? Um, how does it ultimately play out for the, the young people who often young people who are at the end of our profession, sort of the, the beneficiaries of our work? So quite a lot there to capture. The initial impetus for this paper was before I actually was chair and USET was already talking about how to characterise good CPD in the face of government developments, particularly the early career framework, which has recently been established by the government uh, for all new, newly qualified teachers. So, uh, and we wanted to know uh, how much of that is taking into account all that we have learned about CPD so far. Now, my role as CPD chair, uh, just kind of what you asked originally was, um, I didn't really see it as being sort of the, the leader from the front. I felt it more of a facilitatory role because there is so much wealth and experience in that forum. People with far more experience of the field than myself. But because I've always been interested in teacher education and in my own field, in environmental education, being very keenly aware that's how you reach, bring about change in education is through, through the teachers themselves. And so being a chair of the forum just felt, well, I've got my own particular slant on this, but everybody has so much to offer. Let's just tap into that wealth of experience. And so rather than try and sit down and draft a paper, two or three of us, why don't we have a bigger workshop? And uh, we invited colleagues from all the four nations, from Wales, Northern Ireland, Scotland, as well as England, to join us. And one of those little silver linings in this COVID nightmare is that, of course, we can all come together very quickly on a big Zoom screen with lots and lots of faces talking to each other. And that was a great opportunity to bring voices in that might otherwise not have been able to join uh, the discussion. And so we really had a very broad ranging discussion. What we felt was important, everybody dragging out their memory of where's that thing that so-and-so did, remember that? And back in, so, oh, we used to do it like this. And, and we were taking notes, we were recording it. Max at, at USET did a great job of giving us back a sort of a transcript of all these ideas. And with that was our kind of our raw data, if you like. And then we asked for volunteers to help write this and form it into a paper. And that's when Cather Butler and uh, Justin Dillon and, and yourself, Lizana, and I um, got together and said, right, let's, let's, let's structure this. Let's think about the shape of the paper. We need a sort of a, a historical overview. We need to look at what does research tell us? 
and we need to look at the, the current development, latest developments, and then what's currently happening. And all of this will sort of build up to as kind of a, a rationale and key principles for, for continuing professional development of the teacher profession. And uh, so that's kind of what we came up with. Um, and I think we'll find all of that in the paper. We even went on to some sort of implications really for USET members and for other stakeholders. What does all this mean for all of us? And the last job, I guess, as that paper, once it was finished, I just sort of put a quick summary at the top of it to say this paper includes all these points because I felt that was all, they're almost getting lost and we had so much detail packed in there. So that's given us the paper and that's what we want to present at the IPTA conference as a, really as, as a lens through which to view recent developments. Absolutely. And I think what's really interesting about this paper, as you already mentioned, is that it really sort of, in a very succinct way, captures 50 years of CPD and initiatives that happened over time to, I suppose, remind us of good practice and also reminds us of maybe how we need to reflect on moving forward as well, because a lot of the initiatives like the Careers Framework did actually happen previously. It's not a new initiative, um, like for example, at the time it was called the EPD projects. So there's still a wealth of knowledge and, and perhaps looking back sometimes might be a useful thing to do as well. Yes, I, I think there's a lot of, well, maybe a paid devil's advocate here. I mean, when people say let's not reinvent the wheel, I think actually there's an absolutely a need to reinvent wheels over and over again. It's a much more creative process than just making mm -hmm. another wheel. Which you all know about i think people are constantly redesigning the darn things and actually as we change as culture changes society changes there is a need for education to change and that's going to happen not through a whole draft new teachers being drafted in it's going to happen because the teachers who are there are themselves changing and we know we're all changing we're all learning all the time so yes there will be a need for a new framework a new look at cpd and new ideas about it but in the same time as you want the latest, you certainly don't want to throw out the old and the established and the absolute proven techniques and approaches that we know work, that we know actually engage teachers. I mean, of all the professions, ours is about learning. And so we kind of have a bit of a head start there. We've been spending our careers talking about learning and others and encouraging learning. So you'd think that teachers would have quite a good idea about their own professional development, their own learning processes. That's been the beauty of you know, getting the group together in USET, people there who've all spent their lives teaching, teaching teachers, teaching about teaching, coming together. We, we've got a whole lot of literature sort of embedded in our collective memories that we know what, not just what works, but what's truly effective and what works for different contexts. And in fact, the nature of context, it comes through this paper very much. Be aware of the context. One thing we do know is you can't just come off with a one simple framework and say that works for everybody. What you do know is that you have to engage with the learner, where the learner is themselves, what they already know. You build on that, you construct knowledge in that way, in a, in a co-creative way. We know this. So CPD should reflect what we already know about learning. So if those, if, if frameworks are imposed, and they're, they seem to be a bit too cut and dried, of course, we're going to be concerned about that. And as long as there is interaction and, and, and toing and froing, there's room for a professional debate. I think there's nothing wrong with, say, the government coming along, the government of the day, um, saying, we really want this in teaching. And they, of course, they're, they're 
they're listening to advisors. It's not, it might be badged with a minister of the day, but um, you, you know they'll be gone next general election, but they're actually building, they're listening to a, a group of advisors. Um, and the danger is because governments are, you know, by, by the nature of democracy, they're political animals, they will choose the advisors that support their own concerns, their own um, uh, biases, if you like. And so there is always going to be a lot, uh, a bit of a tussle for the, um, for the heart and soul of, of education of all things, because it's kind of recreating society in the next generation. This is, this is not neutral territory. Um, and I do, I, that's another reason, I guess, what was behind the, the impetus for this, this paper. You know, we know what is good learning. We know you want to frame that in a certain way. And by all means, it's your right to do so. You're elected. <laughs> but please make sure we don't damage the chances, the, the, the breadth of opportunities that we've been absolutely working on together for our young, for our next generation. Let's ensure that the, the teachers who are teaching those young people have got the best CPD opportunities that, that, that there are. And we know a lot about it. Um, so here was a chance in a, as you said, it was a, it is a real condensed potted history of the last 50 years. Um, we didn't want to write all the books again. We just wanted to get it out there in one document and say, look, this is kind of patently self-evident, good stuff. We know what this is. Um, uh, and from this, we can just grab bits out of it, if you like, and say that that's the, uh, you know, if you want, if you're str struggling for a point to make in a in a debate, in in, you know, in in trying to support the work that we all do, you'll find that there are the points are there. The summary seems to capture it. Absolutely, and I think it's almost about opening up that dialogue and developing that collaborative, professional discussion of how can we work together to to sort of meet these key characteristics that the paper outlines, and so um. With this paper in mind, then, Paul, um, what, what are you hoping to achieve with this? How would you want people to react to it, respond to it, and, and what would you want them to do with it? I've mentioned one thing, which is it's a source of some well-established and researched principles about CPD. So we'd like to use it, if you like, if you are in, in debate. The other thing is it's kind of a lens through which to judge your own CPD and the proposals of others. So if we are being offered a framework or if there are proposals in our own institutions, um, if colleagues have great ideas and we really want them to do that, say, okay, well, here's a, here's a little framework, here's, here's a, uh, a document, have a quick glance at this and see, does the CPD or the approach that you are proposing, how does it measure up to this? Is it research informed? Well, the government's asking for that, we're asking for that, so we're on the same page there. Is it building trusted relationships? Is it going to be sustained over time? Is it something, is it a one-off firework display or is it something that is actually going to build constructively on the knowledge you've been introduced or something you know that people already know? Are you going to come back? Are you going to reinforce it? Are you going to develop it further? Are you encouraging people to develop it themselves so that their sense of agency is increasing? Because if a teacher is feeling confident, agentic, they're able to build into the education system that they're, they're a part of, they're going to be far more effective, engaged and creative themselves if they feel that they actually have a voice. So is the CPD doing those things? And the developer of, a, of CPD often is coming from a certain perspective. I've done it myself. I've come from, I want teachers to 
understand the importance of outdoor learning or environmental education or something like this. And so what do, how do I get my message across? What I, I think someone like me and that back then would want to have something, a document like this that says, okay, you want to do that, but this is how you do it effectively. It's how you make it stick. And are you actually considering the teachers and their role and all the, uh, whether they have a say in this, or are you just trying to get your point across to them and, well you then you don't need a cvd program you need a megaphone and uh, it won't last very long i can tell you that i, I do hope this is a an opportunity for people to and it's it's not really for the cpd forum to because we, we we know this in a way we developed it it's for us as a an aid memoir and it's for others as a lens to say you know please do with all humility <laughs> take this away and uh, see if you can use it as a almost a checklist to say yes we, we do cover these points we are ensuring that the CPD is going to be effective and long-lasting. And I think what also comes out of this is the a good example that ITA England got hold of this document and immediately thought we would like to have a further debate on that and, and more conversations and it seems to me that this paper is well positioned to encourage more discussion around what would we like from CPD and also to get schools as well as universities to work together to, to really shape that journey more, more specifically. That's, a, that's an interesting point actually what by, just as you were talking there we it's cliche to say it's a living document because we have changed it adjusted it slightly each time we, we, we look at it and and this the discussion would have been absolutely a great opportunity to improve on it we're there we're saying look this is good stuff this is what we think a good cpd is about and if we think that then then being practicing what we preach of course uh, we're saying yes well let's co-construct it the more professionals who have an understanding of cpd and experience of cpd and some knowledge to share please do come along and improve it expand on it we're going to try and keep it short but this is not the last word by any means and just by the nature of knowledge how can it be but uh, it might be that this is now set it's, I'm sure it's been published in some nice um, set branded kind of format um, but let's do the next one um, mm-hmm. or if and in fact if there's some howlers in there well, you know please somebody point out a mistake or something or a or a, or a really important aspect of a characteristic of CPD that we have not mentioned um, we would actually love to adjust this and improve it. So um, I think the debate would be interesting, it would be useful, um, and uh, it would just add to the value of, of the paper. Fantastic. I think it, it would be a, a continued conversation about C- CPD, and this is only the starting point, isn't it? Well, thank you so much for your time, Paul, and I really appreciate you giving up your time to also join us at the IPTO event. And we're looking forward to hear more from you about this paper. And no doubt um, we will have to explore some different perspectives on this as well. So I'm looking forward to speaking to you then. I look forward to it too. Thanks for listening to the IPTA podcast. Visit www.ipda.org.uk for our latest updates.